Often, we'll notice that the same type of experiences keep occurring in our lives in a cyclical pattern, which can cause us extra frustration as we scream out, why is this happening again? But what if these are just tests from the universe giving us another opportunity to choose a different way to respond instead of reaching out of the frustration that may be present, changing the energy, and setting a new cycle aligning us closer to a state of wellness. Over the past week, I had not one of these patterns revisit, but two intertwining, and I am grateful to have the opportunity to share my experience and journey through these with you, providing Alexander more and different domestic experiences to break down that many of us can relate to, helping to change perspectives and get you closer on your individual journey toward energetic wellness. Thank you, beautiful people. Alexander here. I just wanted to give a shout out to all you that are supporting us and for the newcomers that feel drawn to uh, give in some way, sharing the podcast or word of mouth goes a long way. Anyone that feels drawn to help us out monetarily, it helps us to continue providing this information for people that uh, can't afford private sessions or that are struggling in their own private lives. The link for that donation is wise-wise.com backslash support. Even rating and leaving reviews on iTunes or commenting on YouTube really helps us out. Liking our Facebook page, subscribing to our YouTube and Spotify channels so that you know when our newest releases are released. So Deep Soul, thank you to everyone out there. We're sending you love. So let's continue to grow together and learn to make love with the friction in life. And now, all of you pattern makers and breakers, let's journey. Uncovering our authentic self through self-awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility. Just like we did with the My Personal Journey episodes where we hosted people, listeners out there who have utilized the Just Philosophy to change their lives and then pause and reflect on the changes that they have made through listening to the podcast and maybe even having sessions from you, Alexander. I recently in the last few days have had some reflection in how I've handled situations that have kind of been a, a pattern over the last few years that have come into my life and, uh, you know, caused a shakeup and even in like, we may have mentioned these in past episodes, but they caused me to have major energetic reactions, uh, emotional reactions in certain instances. And so when very similar situations came around in this last week, it was interesting to see and reflect back on how I've handled these. And even on like a, it may not have been like a, a conscious level initially, 
And so it's even interesting to look into how I handle them subconsciously and, and then also looking at the level of energy that I was at when these things came into play. Right. So I'll just, I'll just briefly go into what happened. I was traveling over the past weekend, and when I came home, I noticed my heat was out. And, you know, it could have been days that it was out. I was gone for three or four days. And it was pretty cold it, it, getting into like the, the 30s, 20s at night. So there was some alarm, but I do have a wood stove and gas logs. So it's, you know, I have an area of the house that I can keep warm. So I, when I saw it, I was just like, okay, this is just something I have to deal with. There was no, you know, reaction in my chest or anything, which was really good to see because this has happened uh, about a year ago uh, within, you know, give or take a month or two. The same thing was happening where I was right. getting, you know, my breaker was jumping off the panel for whatever reason and my heat was going out. And I remember being frustrated, you know, emotionally around that for days. Right. And so I just, it was late. So I just went to bed and thought that I would call, um, I have a friend who is uh, an electrician and I would call him in the morning and see if I could get a hold of him. If I couldn't, then I would try to find an electrician. Right. So the next day, I get up and I walk downstairs and it's pretty chilly, but I just happened to glance out on the porch and there was a dog laying on my porch. And, right. and, uh, in the past I've had animals that just come up on my porch a couple of years ago. There was another dog who I found on my patio furniture, just laying there. And that was an experience that I've had, that I had where I, that brought a lot of emotions into me and I invested a lot, a lot of energy around that situation and we'll go into more of that later right and so here as well there's two patterns happening yep. simultaneously yeah, exactly with the, with the dog on the porch and the heat yep. going out i just wanted to clarify yeah that. hello yeah. everybody yeah <laughs> and uh so after i saw the dog i was like oh that's interesting i may have even laughed but i walked and uh i just started my morning i think i took a hot shower so i could warm up i did eventually call my neighbor and I couldn't get a hold of him, so I tried. And eventually, the word got out. And around uh, late afternoon, he just stopped by, and he came down, looked at the situation, and said that I was going to be without heat until Wednesday morning. So this was Monday right. that he came by. That was a, a slightly alarming because I'm like, well, it's Wednesday, but there is an adjustment that I also have to make because up north, everybody expects everything to be done right away and so all the contractors do everything right away down here especially when you're dealing with like a friend or a neighbor or somebody you know it's more lax so i'm still like making an adjustment around that because i've been trained that hey, you're not gonna do this right away you know right. so he was just like hey you're gonna be without heat and and he's very like casual about it so i was kind of like uh, okay it just took me a second to understand the situation and accept it. And I, you know, went through my head and I was like, okay, am I going to be okay? He's saying I'm going to be okay, but am I really going to be okay? And he was like, oh, you know, you have heat, you have ways of heating. And I was like, yeah, I do. I do. I do. I'll, I'll be okay. So in that moment, I had to kind of take a second to myself and get to a point of acceptance that what he was saying, it did resonate and I was okay with it. And, you know, sometimes I do that and I, and I say I'm okay to that person, but after I'll have an emotional reaction. Right. That's key. Yeah. And I may like even call up somebody be like, oh, you know, this, this happened. I'm upset about it. But I did have a moment of true acceptance in that moment. I have this person 
who I've trusted, who has worked on my house before, who I trust as an individual stand-up person. I know his value system and I know his intentions. The other side could be, okay, well, he's saying Wednesday, so I could just call somebody else and I don't know them. I don't know where they'll be coming from. I don't know how much they'll charge me. And I and I don't know their intentions. And I'm a very private person. I don't like too many people just coming into my house. So I was able to accept that and make that, you know, accept the cost of that, that right. it was going to be an extra day probably. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So I, I dealt with it. I I went out and got wood for the wood stove because I, I didn't, I wasn't prepared. I kept putting that off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought that I would pay somebody for wood this season. But I did go off and get some. And so I did have to make uh, a physical, there was a physical cost to this, yeah. to this decision, uh, which, I, which I do enjoy. I do enjoy the physical labor and just like being in that mindset of, because it's almost like a meditation chopping wood for me. Right. So it was yeah, kind of good that, was, that went hand in hand with this process. Well, anyway, getting back to the dog, I just figured that the dog was just here uh, he ran away and then I was just going to, you know, put it on the, the lost pets Facebook group mm-hmm. and the owner would eventually come. There was a moment where the FedEx guy came and the dog started barking and that triggered a memory for me because I remember hearing this noise because it was a, it was a certain type of bark where it almost sounded like a donkey or a cow. I'm not sure. There's this noise that I hear sometimes in the distance um, and it sounded like that. And then I had this kind of flashback to the night before where I heard this this constant noise and I thought the matrix had been compromised because this noise kept going at a certain rate, you know, where a dog like will take time in between its barks, different time periods where it will stop barking and then bark again if there's, you know, something that it wants to bark at. But this one just kept going at a certain like rate. So it was weird. It was I was like, what is that noise? And then I saw people in the field uh, diagonal from me in their car and I was wondering why they're out there and this this new noise was coming from that distance and I didn't put two and two together until just then when I heard his bark that they were this was a lost dog they were looking for him they didn't find him eventually he made his way onto my porch right. and so the right thing to do would be to put that out on Facebook and um, eventually you know I, I knew that that he would be found by them and I did see a, a white truck go by very slowly and kind of stop in front of me, but the dog had been, he was on the on the other side of the house then, so they couldn't see him. And I tried to go out there and run after them, but they were gone. So I did have faith that eventually, if he came back on my porch, if I just left him there, didn't interact, he knew that there was no like energetic acceptance of him being there mm-hmm. so that he knew that there was that boundary. Right. Yeah, um, or resistance created. Yeah, it was really yeah. a, just like a neutrality. Yeah, you're welcome to be here, and mm-hmm. and by being here, you're in the line of sight that yeah. your owner will see you. And so quickly, you know, just summarize very briefly the difference between both uh, the last time the heat thing and this time the heat thing, and your different responses. And same with the dog. Yeah, I know, I know it is a lot because there's two inter- interwoven stories. Uh, but with, with the dog, the last time it caught me off guard when I came downstairs in the morning and saw a dog there and I felt this need to take care of it, but I was also had this resent built like, oh, I have to take care of another dog. Right. And like that to those, those are two totally different reactions. And, 
And then the last time, because I felt like I had to take care of it, I did go out there, I did feed it, and I did put a ton of energy into finding the owner. Mm -hmm. And when the owner could not be found, I had that dog on my porch for three days, I think it was, before um, I before the uh, animal control came and, and we have a non-kill shelter. So I just want to put that out there. I would not send a dog to a kill shelter. They take in animals and they get them checked out and then they put them up for adoption on Facebook and they have a great track record. So I, I trusted that process, but it, but the dog did hang around there for three days because I felt like I had to take care of him and I fed him and I made him feel like maybe there was another home there or something right. like that. Well, And this is where I, I want to bring in the, the concept of how everything on this planet and experience needs friction to grow. And by grow, sometimes that just means linger. And you were uh, very open with how the resistance that you were carrying uh, last year with that and how it lingered for like three days. And then you were sharing with me right before we started the podcast how – it was it wasn't necessarily automatic but you noticed that your your pattern of response was actually responding this time rather than reacting which is the uh, the emotions so it's a beautiful example of not feeding something friction not not creating resistance to it but what we talk about over and over of how acceptance is the very first key to lasting change and acceptance, again, does not mean condoning or approving of. Like, you didn't condone or approve of that dog being on your porch, but you just accepted that it was there and that it would the energy would move through. And I think that's a very key point to bring out, both with the dog and with the, um, with the heater. Yeah, and with the dog, I took a moment and accepted that the dog was on my porch and that, you know, what could I do without investing a lot of energy into this situation. And I knew that the answer was, you know, post on Facebook just to get it out there that there was this dog out there because I had a goat on my property. I don't know if mm-hmm. I shared this on the, po- on the podcast. I was trying to corral him into my property. So again, so You're trying I, to help. Yeah. Cause I posted it on, on Facebook again, just to see if the owners were around. And, uh, I went up to approach him and he got scared and he got him, got his head stuck in my fence <laughs> And then, so I had to spend time while well, I actually went to all my neighbors to see if somebody could help me out. Cause I've, I don't have any experience with goats right. with, with horns and, you know, so, but I, but I did suck it up and I did, um, pull my energy in and to calm the goat. And I did, was able to cut my fence to get him out there. Mm. So it's funny that these, these patterns keep happening with animals and. Yes. And the, the other thing that I want to bring in really quick here is touching on these five levels and understanding how something as simple as uh, the, a dog being on your porch that you don't particularly want there, the cascade of how that can affect all the five levels in a reaction. Because, see, normally it starts with um, the mental and the resistance is created, and then that activates the emotions, which drains the energetic field, which then if something physical has to be done with the situation, you don't have the strength to do it, so it tires you out more. And the possible beginning of all of this that I'm trying to get people to really focus on right now is the spiritual aspect and that we can be guilty of thinking that the mental aspect is that first that first step of how we think about it. But 
our perception from my view is very connected to that spiritual level. Because if you trust, once again, that everything's in divine order, if you have faith, then see, we don't have to go through these negative emotions. We don't have to go through those reactions. And that's what stops that cascading of going through and depleting all the different levels of that field and why acceptance at that very beginning is so important because it doesn't create that activation to ripple through all the other fields and start the deterioration of them. So it's amazing how, and I think this is just a great example that you've brought up of how different, uh, you know, your experience was. And I think you even mentioned to me that you don't know that that even that step of acceptance was necessarily conscious, but it was maybe showing proof of the work that you've been doing. And I think that was a great thing to point out because we're habitual creatures and anything we practice over a long period of time will become the new norm, so to say. And so this is a great time to uh, take these subjects and bring it into everyone's world wherever you are right now because Really, not much is going the way that anyone wants it. And pay attention to how much you resist it, how long it may be lasting, and to really take a look at this perception of acceptance. And uh, I think you're doing a great job of explaining two different experiences. And that was probably, would you say, the key point was that that level of acceptance. Yeah, and like you said, I when I look back on it, I can't say that I was like 100% conscious in both initially. Right. And I do feel it was more subconscious. The The effort has been made on my subconscious uh, development because that allowed the moment of time before I could be conscious to come in and step in and, and be like, okay, this does require me to be conscious and let's, let's figure out uh, the best way consciously to go about this after the initial like level of acceptance right and i think that it's important to see this is why it's important to practice every day on the little things the little things give you preparation for a so-called big thing which you know being out of heat could have been a big deal um because that could have happened during a snowstorm or something like that so so once again to find a way to be grateful for whatever you're going through because it can always be worse and that is a, a tool that many, many people forget. And so whatever struggles you're going through, truly take the time. I think it's worth sometimes to be grateful for our own friction and struggles. Um, and that can help put them into a different perception or perspective. Exactly. And that helps with uh, the whole acceptance but not condoning of the entire situation. Right. And that's, and that's challenging for a lot of people since I've been sharing this work that they see that acceptance as, um, you know, negative and that you're just being too passive and you don't really uh, – some people have even tried to suggest that you're not making a stand. And uh, really in my perception, you can only truly make a stand once you accept the situation uh, that you're in. 
That does not mean that I agree with it. It just merely means I accept for what is actually in front of me, and now my next movement is to adjust this that I've just accepted. And so many times people will try to fix or change things without accepting it, and that's normally why it doesn't stick and why the pattern isn't able to be broken. Yeah, because if you can't accept it, then it's almost like you're denying reality. Because like, and you can tell me if this is how you also are or see it as well. Like with the dog being there, I, my accepting of it is that, okay, this is actually happening. There's actually a dog here. Like period. Like that is the acceptance. That's the acceptance. If I was resisting, I'd be like, no, I can't believe, I can't believe there's a dog here again. You know, that type of thing. Right. 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 Yes. And it, it is many times, anytime you use the word again, that shows that pattern. Uh, mm-hmm. that you haven't accepted it in the past and now you're not accepting it again in this situation. And so, uh, so that's, that's a very subtle but huge detail in uh, people progressing in their individual work and changing patterns and breaking family lineage and things like that. You know, and we're, we're in the holiday season and we're all going to get plenty of practice or most people will um, through their family. And we're going to talk about a little bit about that uh, in another episode as well. So I thought, well, eventually I'll just sum up the dog thing. So the, eventually the owner did come by and he did see the dog on the front porch and he called to him and he came running and, and took him away. So, right. so that was a happy ending that all worked out. And was that the same day? Yes, same day. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, so once again, just recognizing the different time lengths uh, through resistance, three days, and then through acceptance, uh, less than a day. And I, I was in a state of knowing that that was going to happen. Whether that was a belief, I'm, I'm not sure. I just like knew what I had to do in my role for this to work out. Yes, and that's the key of acceptance. See, acceptance puts us in direct alignment with the divine or what the universe is trying to support. If you're not accepting the situation, you're not in alignment, so you're not going to see it clearly. So, yes, many people will say that they have had a premonition or they just really felt strongly it was going to work out, and that's easy for me to believe because you're in the matrix at that point. And so this that when you're in alignment with what is happening, you can you can see what is coming, so to say. And uh, this is where I think that people get mixed up with their view of manifestation. And when really you're just being given a view because you're in alignment with um, the frequencies and, and how everything's being supported to move forward. And in my past pattern, the way I reacted, I, I probably could have even invested way more energy than I had to, to get, and I've, I got a different result because I, you know, wasn't accepting the situation for what it was. Right. And, and make an attempt to like fix it or help it. And, and here we bring in, uh, one of my favorite sayings of good intentions of the death of a wise one, that action isn't always best. Just because you can doesn't mean that you should. And sometimes that pause, that acceptance, like you said, when you worked with that goat that got stuck, that you calmed your energy first and that helped to calm the goat's energy. And see, when we're frustrated or we don't want to be dealing with something and parents listen to this, that when you get frustrated with your kids, you give that energy to them and they're probably anything they're doing is going to aggravate you. And so if you have a problem child or, or a problem situation with the child, especially being in lockdown right now, 
and the child's going through frustration, you know, check with the other people in your home, including yourself, and see if maybe the child is just mirroring and picking up the energy of what's going on going on around and many parents will try to force the child into a situation while they're dealing with their own frustration um, so it can be it can be very tricky out there for with this um, subtle energy and one more thing about the dog and my past situation I did post on social media on my personal Facebook page about the dog and I didn't do that this time because I brought so much attention to it <laughs> yes, from I people that, that know me. Yes. And they know that, you know, well, they know that I in the past I've taken in a lot of animals. And so they were like, oh, it, it chose you. You should keep it. And, I, and then that just brought even more resistance because I was in a state where I was still battling with the universe and trying to draw a boundary, trying to be clear and exemplify what I wanted to do. But I wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. And I was still struggling with with telling the universe, no, I can't take animals on anymore in this, you know, in my life at that right. time period. So that brought a lot more friction in and made the whole situation even more frustrating. Yes. And for those of you out there that, you know, uh, might have similar patterns or connections to animals or outreach programs or anything like that, pay attention to if you've been involved with a program or taking in animals or something for seven years. See, some people do this type of thing for their whole lives, and you'll never run out of animals that need shelter. But what I'd like people to start to realize is that we can take turns and we can play different roles. And because would you say that for that you took in uh, animals for Less than seven years or seven years or more than seven years? How would you it's look at probably, that? It's probably, yeah, it's it's probably a little over seven years now, probably eight or nine now. So any of you out there that, you know, has been going above and beyond in any area like that, you know, just consider that if you, it's the type of thing that if you'll do it, it'll always show up. But if you set another intention that you've put your seven years in, you've put your time, and you would just appreciate that energy going somewhere else to be supported, and then you're able to step into maybe something that someone else has been doing for seven years. Because I look at this seven-year pattern as a deterioration on these different, these five different levels. And again, this the physical, the mental, the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual levels that we're constantly talking about on this podcast and the philosophy. So it's... You know, that's what overall well-being is all about, is seeing how just the way that we look at something affects all five levels uh, of our field. And in order to correct something or bring wellness into one's whole being, we need to look at all five of those levels. And we do a pretty good job here of breaking it down on those uh, different levels, but we're going to go even deeper um, in some upcoming episodes. Okay, so I'm going to transition back to the heat story. So my electrician told me he'd be at my house Wednesday morning. And he is uh, hes a character. He has a lot of energy. Uh, I enjoy being around him. But, like, to him, Wednesday morning, like, it could be 8 in the morning. It could be 11.59. Like, right. I, I don't know what it's going to be. So I made sure I got up early just in case because I didn't want to – inconvenience him or miss him if he's knocking on my door and I'm sleeping. Mm -hmm. So I woke up early and I kind of started my day. It's hard for me to 
do my daily structure when I'm waiting on somebody or I'm expecting somebody to come in. Right. So that's a, you know, I, I don't know what that is. It's uh it's hard to focus for mm-hmm. me anyway. But he eventually came more around 1130 or so. And we went into the basement and he took the unit apart and he noticed some wires were, have had been burned and shorted. Mm. So, I mean, that could have possibly been an issue that could have started a fire. So I did want to bring in the gratitude thing that you mentioned earlier, because once I saw that, I was able to then take a step back and have gratitude for something major not happening while I wasn't home. Because that is always a, I mean, I'll say a fear of mine is that if I'm not home, something happens. And sometimes my imagination can go wild and with thoughts like that, which I try to keep under wraps. But so when I did see that, I was able to have gratitude that, you know, this wasn't as serious as it could have been. Right. And that's, you know, uh, this is a time where money is tight for a lot of people and any kind of inconvenience like that can be disheartening. But, you know, to, to really work during this time of the season of gratitude, to, like you were just saying, to really find that appreciation of this could have burned my house down. So if I've got to shell out, you know, a few hundred dollars, yes, it's very inconvenient, but but there's there's just so much to be grateful for. And that helps with this acceptance process because when you're able to see what could have happened, you're not you're not manifesting or creating that in your life. You're using that as a tool to get to that gratitude. And I think that that's something that many people can utilize uh, in these times that we're in right now, especially. So he rewired and replaced all those wires. And uh, you know, those, those electric wands that you hold up to a wire and it beeps if there's electric. So he went through and he, he checked it like that and everything beeped. So he was like, okay, go check the thermostat and the thermostat was still off. So he did a little more poking around and thought that maybe there was like a reset button on the circuit board that had to be, pushed but he told me that i had to call my hvac company to have them come out so i was in acceptance of that because i i didn't know i don't know anything about electricity so i'm trusting that that Mm -hmm. he's right and so i did call them and and they came out and put a meter up to the breakers that that my electrician had put in and and replaced and noticed that some of the voltage was off. And they said, well, we can't tell you if there's anything wrong with the unit until the voltage is correct and we're not electricians, so you need to call your electrician back. Right. And so I did have to pay them you know, a service call fee to have them come out to tell me that, right. which is the second time this has happened because I've had my electrician help me on actually the last time mm-hmm. that that the same issue was happening where there was a short in the the breaker, but for some reason the wires weren't burnt back then. And the same thing happened. Uh, My electrician told me I had to have the HVAC people come out. They came out and said that, oh, it's the breaker. And then, so anyway, so the same pattern is arising, and I'm like, in a little disbelief, slight frustration, but more I'm trying to keep a level of entertainment through this. Right, it's a good tool. And so I don't know, yeah, I don't know... um, Sometimes I like to just laugh. And I know there there can be a difference between like a laugh as in like, if I don't laugh, I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. And, and a laugh as in, oh, this is entertaining. And it's funny how like this is all playing out again. It's ironic that it's like the same process, the same pattern 
that has happened last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what your take on with utilizing humor in these certain yeah. situations. No, I think it's a it's a good tool because you know you is sometimes if you don't laugh you will get angry. Um, so it's a subconscious way of releasing energy, basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's pretty close to what I was doing. So I, I did, I did call my electrician back and I told him the situation and he said he'd be over later. So he, he ran and he came over and he put a meter up and he didn't notice there was something. And so in my head, I'm like, you know, why didn't he use a meter before? He just kind of used the wand and I, I was able to tap into something that I kind of do, which is I, I've seen him. He is somebody who doesn't just do house and residential electrical stuff. And he used to even be the head of one of the counties, the um, the head guy who checks everything. I forget what they're Inspector. called. Inspector. Yeah. So just by being that, I know he knows what he's doing. He's not incompetent. And, and he works on like setting up you know, huge buildings and gas stations and wiring all that. So, so I can see how this could be, you know, he's my friend. He could just be doing this like subconsciously because I was able to tap into, you know, web development. And, and when a client comes and says, Oh, you know, we have this small bug on something, I'll go in and it's kind of like subconscious. I know what it is and I just fix it and I don't test it. And then I send, I tell the project manager, Oh, it's done. And then a few minutes later or, you know, maybe even a day later, they come back and say, oh, no, there's another issue or it's still not fixed. And then and I'm like, oh, man, why didn't I take the extra time to just test it? Why? And then and then I start to get a little like frustrated with myself that I just didn't do that because I like to maintain a certain level of like integrity. And I feel like that's not that's, you know. Yeah. And I think this is a beautiful place to bring in. We've done a, an episode on playing roles. And so this is an, a great example of how I like to look at that perception even deeper. Yes. Sometimes a professional and somebody that knows um, what they're doing and do it so repetitious that they shouldn't hardly ever make a mistake. And same for you with the web development. When we are involved in other people's energies, we are playing roles now in their world. And so for whatever reason, that needed to happen for you, for that electrician to come out, say, okay, it's good. Then the other people come out, say, no, it's not good. Have to bring him back out. Like you said, that should be very routine for him to be able to check that and know that before leaving. And this gets into forgiveness and why it does no good to get angry because We're a partnership in every type of connection that we make. And our, whether you want to call it karma or our lessons that we need to learn, are tied together once we make a connection, even if it's professionally. So see, that could have been something that that he needed to learn a lesson from or that you needed to. Uh, I don't really get into that too much myself because I'm always just looking for what my lesson is. And so through all of that, you know, really considering that he was just playing a role because that should have been something that he checked and blah, blah, blah. And why this is able to give us an opportunity to give ourselves forgiveness when it does happen to us and is something that we might go and beat ourselves up for for days because we just didn't check that. But 
if that other person or your client needed to go through more resistance to learn their lesson, then see, you're playing that role to not follow through like you always would. That's why when we hear phrases like, I don't know why I said that, or I I don't know why I didn't do that. That is normally a very big key, and I call it big big green lights going off of you're playing a role. You're in a role here, and they needed to learn a lesson. So, so this is a very, very deep topic that I'm sure we'll expand on at some point in time, but I did want to just touch on that uh, a little bit more with the roles there. Were you following those connections as far as the role? And if so, what do you just hypothetically think that your role could have been to had to have that electrician um, come back out twice? Well, I didn't like the, the term roles didn't come into my head. I wasn't thinking that essentially that there could be a role being played, but I, I thought about where do I do this? Okay. Because, and, and I was in a, and like you said, brought up forgiveness. I, I, it allowed me to not take it personally because I could feel myself like starting like that and that energy, those thoughts, those voices in my head starting to want to get upset and get frustrated, but I was able to stay present. And even when, when the HVAC guy was there, I could, I was explaining to him what could have happened in like almost uh, sticking up for my electrician, being like, oh, hey, no, he probably, he does all this great work and he probably just, you know, quickly did it and subconsciously didn't check. And, you know, this could have been avoided, but because that guy was apologizing for not being an electrician and not being able to help me further. So I was trying to make also make him feel better and, and understand that I understand that he can't help me. Right. And so I think that's a great reflection that you used of where do I do this? And I think that's great for people to do. And then that, that other one is what kind of role might I have just been playing or what type of role may he have been playing? And I just want to throw just a hypothetical out there for you to help our listeners that quite possibly it could have been a boundary and standing in your power thing to where you don't want to, and I'm saying this with question mark, like hurt anybody's feelings or make them or question them too much. And so this is where our intuition sometimes can come in and we might get a hit to like, Hey, double check and ask them to to double check that. And then you just go, no, I'm not going to be one of those kind of clients. And then that could be part of that mistake. So, so bringing that in, cause we've been talking a lot lately about standing in your power and we just released the, you know, who you are, what you're about, and what you exemplify. And this could directly be connected to that, that, that it's not that we should check up on people all the time, but pay attention to our intuition. And if we get a hit, then, you know, sometimes this is where I'm not the biggest fan of manners because manners can get in the way of consciousness because we can get that hit and then we don't want to question the so-called professional or the friend and then it it takes more time and blah 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 so so that was just another view but i think you're uh also utilizing that to say where do i do something similar is is a great way to approach it too no i'm so glad you brought that up because i did have a hit Ah. on my intuition i did and i'm glad that you brought that up because i may not have brought that up because i didn't remember it just now but when you said that i did because in the past, last year, the breaker kept, I guess there was a short, and then, and when that happens, the breaker, like, 
was popping off the breaker board or panel and I would have to go in and like slam it back in because that that's actually what I did when I noticed it was off and it came back on on that Monday morning for like 10 minutes and then pop I heard it and I smelled burning mm-hmm. and so I was like okay I'm not gonna bother with it again and then that's when I called my electrician but when he was down there explaining to me what he was doing, because I like to be right there because I can learn something, you know, by watching them. I don't know a lot about electricity or HVAC units. Right. Um, so I just want to learn as much as possible and see what they're doing. But I also know that I'm, I'm with anything with my house, I'm tapped in to like an energetic level. Like I, I have senses that I can feel. And like you said, intuition I guess that is, I guess, a good word to describe it. And so when he was telling me that it was probably these wires, I, I, I was like, but that breaker, that breaker kept popping. Out. So I was asking him questions about it. I didn't want to be like, can you check that breaker? Right. I was like, you know, so what about the breaker? Why was it popping off? And he gave me an explanation as to why. And I was like, okay, well, that's that's plausible. So the breaker could still be good, and it was just popping off because of because of the short. And now, because there's no more short, it will probably not pop off anymore. Right. Because originally, I thought it was just the breaker that was the issue. But once I saw the short, I was like, okay, that's probably what's causing it. And it wasn't what I thought it was. What the visually what it what it, what it was. It could have been something down the line. It's not always what we see, it what it seems, or what we can just what we can see. Right. Right. And, and I think that, you know, learning to trust that intuition and bringing, um, you know, your human design in that, you know, yours, your design is to respond. And if I'm not mistaken, it's the initial response, right? Mm-hmm. The very, the gut response. Yeah. So see, when we're dealing with things, this is uh, why being able to stay in acceptance and not in friction. And now that next step of learning to pay attention to that just that intuition and go, Hey, I trust these, these people are professionals here, but you know, if I get a hit, I'm, I'm not going to feel embarrassed to go and just say, Hey, would you mind checking this again? Uh, that doesn't mean that you micromanage everything because once again, you should be in non-preference and only act if you get a hit to act. But I think this is a, you know, been a, a great kind of, um, example of the difference between approaching something with resistance and approaching something with acceptance. And uh, the results are very, very different. Very different. Yeah, and, and in the past, when I have gotten hits on my intuition, I will ask as many questions as possible until I feel comfortable and until they can explain why and make me feel comfortable in whether to prove my intuition wrong or, you know, maybe it wasn't or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, I, I will, I'm not somebody who will just sit back and let it just be there and, and not at least put it out there. Right. So when he came back and he put the meter up, he then pulled that breaker off, looked at it and it was completely burnt. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, Oh, there's your problem. And he's, he's such an interesting character. Cause he has a way of like, nothing sticks to him or like, right. So he was like, oh, almost like I didn't say anything about it or like he just discovered it or. But almost, didn't take any blame. Yes, for not exactly. Finding it. Exactly. Yes. And, and I saw so I was just like, yep. OK, I'm glad you found it. So he was like, well, you're going to be without heat for another day because I have to go buy one because this isn't 
one that you can just find on on a store. So I was like, yeah. okay, I can do one more one more night. So uh, he came back the next day and set it up, and it worked. Um, but that whole experience, like you know, like we just talked about, brought up a lot. I did have to pay extra money because of that oversight. Mm-hmm. But in looking at the entire thing, I mean, I took it as it's my lesson, you know, maybe for not staying, you know, not saying something more in my power and being like, no, can you, can you just take a look at that and, and, uh, help me because I feel something there. I don't know if there's, I know there's a better way to say that. Yeah. But even to say, cause I don't want to bother you to have to come back out. So, uh, I'm sure it's fine, but if you could just appease me. Uh, there's of course always a kind way to do it, but, but once again, this isn't about micromanaging. It would be following yeah, an intuitional hit. Um, and if that's not there, then, then there's no need to engage. So once again, we're bringing in discernment and discernment is optimally done in the neutral space, the space of non-preference. So that's why this acceptance and being in neutrality, and that's where you're able to trust your intuition when you're able to separate them from those emotions. And that is the definition of responding in the just philosophy as opposed to reacting and going into resistance and then what follows resistance. So there's two completely different paths, the acceptance path, which we call the polarity path in one of the five pillars or the resistance path, which we call duality. And there is a difference between duality and polarity. Everything on this planet, from what my observations over 26 years, is based off of polarity. But duality only exists when we want something to be different than it is, when we can't accept the way that something is. And once again, get this across to people that because you accept it does not mean you agree with it. But you need to accept it before you can shift it or your shifting is like a rubber band. It's just going to pull right back. So I think we've covered a lot of good stuff um, today and touched on some areas I think we're going to expand on in future podcasts. I do want to bring one last thing in, which is the level of energy or on the energetic level that I had when I when I came home Sunday night and saw it, I wasn't low on energy, you know, right. I mean, I, I did just drive six and a half hours, but I was in a state of like lightness and I was not frustrated already. So when I did see that, that allowed me to have the space because I, I know myself and when I'm energetically drained, I, I can start feeling my shortness with things with like normal things, sure. things that wouldn't bother me normally. And if I allowed the heat issue to lower my energy, I can only imagine my reaction would be would have been when I woke up and saw the dog, dog on Monday morning. Right, right. And then it would have been he come out, then he said, you got to wait till Wednesday. It, mm-hmm. This is the avalanche, yeah. the way the avalanche just builds and builds and builds. And then, then the guy would have come out and told you that you got to bring your electrician back out. So, see, it was the perfect setup for the perfect storm. And... Uh, from my viewpoint and from your real practicing, it's that acceptance and seeing that polarity. Hey, okay, something didn't work out here the way I carry a preference. Let me look at that. Why am I carrying this preference? Let me, you know, once again, go back to the first um, pillar of everything's in divine order or find the divine order in the chaos. 
And I think this is a great example or a great podcast about the, the first pillar and that at each step you were able to find the divine order and work with the friction as it came. So, so once again, uh, I think it's a great uh, example for people out there and just take this, these two subjects and find you listeners, uh, whatever's going on in your life and wherever you have resistance and truly look at those two different paths of duality or polarity whether you're in resistance to it and the avalanche that follows that or whether you're working on acceptance and the the smooth sailing that normally goes with that. And in closing, I did want to just bring this back around to breaking patterns. Why is it important that we do break these patterns when they keep being brought to us? Or in this instance, uh, did I move enough energy or, or did I, did I have a different reaction to this than I normally would enough to break the pattern? And in your opinion of how energy works, how may it show up differently? You know, I, I like to think that, or, or suggest that life has a sense of humor. So many times when we break these patterns, like you said, part of this was done subconsciously. So you could see that your work in other areas has really helped this. But to say that you're never going to run into something similar, I wouldn't consider that. All I would say is it could go be more than a year before you get revisited by that. It could be three or five years before something similar happens. And every time is just like a check-in. That's why, you know, I like to suggest to people, do we really heal anything or do we learn to manage it? And through managing it, just like people or children, things get easier, but that doesn't mean that problems don't occur. You just learn to manage them better and quicker to get back into that flow. So I think that that's the, the key of getting uh, rid of this fix-it attitude and to learn that it's really uh, a part of like, uh, similar to raising a child, as I've said many times, gaining consciousness is very similar to raising a child. And that if you raise a child optimally, you break their patterns very quickly. If you're raising yourself and raising your consciousness, you break those patterns really quickly. But that doesn't mean that the child's not going to go two or three years and then do something very similar. But normally, like I said, those check-ins become further and further apart, and that's the beauty of doing the work. It doesn't mean that you're relieved of it for the rest of your life, but it does mean that more than likely it's not going to come in for you to need to be faced with that lesson again for, for a while. We'll see. Well, I'm grateful for the opportunity to share this experience with everybody out there. Yeah, I think it was a wonderful um, example of many things we talk about a lot. And that will conclude this episode. Stay tuned for our three minutes of stillness.
We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron. That is wise-whys.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny card reports and readings, as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T. P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y dot com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verity's Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment. It's sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.